Welcome to Conversations for Course Creators, a podcast for entrepreneurs who share their expertise with the world through courses. We'll deep dive into online course creation and the topics and products related to courses, including books, virtual summits, coaching programs, and a myriad of training tools available to us today. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to Conversations for Course Creators. My name is Lucas Marino, and I am your host. Today, we're going to talk about course goals and objectives. We're getting into curriculum development a little bit here, and we're continuing the theme of presenting topics from my recent book, Monetize Your Book with a Course, where I teach nonfiction authors how to build courses from their nonfiction books. Now, fret not if you are not a nonfiction author. If you are a coach, a consultant, some type of industry expert, you can apply all of these same principles, especially these, because this is about creating your curriculum. And it's not really about the source material, although I will talk a little bit about that in relation to like if you do have a book. Um, But reality is your source material here is your expertise, no matter where you keep it. So if you've documented that in a book or you've created a course, um, already, um, or you have a a uh, coaching program or some type of formal presentation that you give as a speaker, you can use all of those different sources to basically create an online course um, on the same topic. Now, where people start to get a little intimidated is uh, is normally in the curriculum development. Like, how do I build a course? not talking about just slapping something together. They want to know exactly how to build training. The other part is tech, right? The technical um, aspects of course creation. So this lesson on curriculum development, um, particularly goals and objectives, is really important because it does address one of the things that most challenges my clients. So what is the difference? Like, what are we going to do here? Well, your course has to have course goals and objectives. And you may recall that I've mentioned in previous episodes that your curriculum will provide your learner with an experience and you'll provide your learner with information. And that information is needed to achieve outcomes via objectives, right? So you're trying to help your ideal learner solve a problem. The solution is some type of knowledge or closing some skill gap or helping them um, with new information, they'll be more capable or they will be capable of solving a, solving a problem that they experience. And this problem is painful to them in some way, shape, or form. It either costs them time, money, um, uh, peace of mind, whatever the case is. And you're going to provide a, a solution to that problem by educating them. And they'll be able to take that education, what they learn in your course, and they'll be able to apply it to their problem and it'll help them solve their problem. So you want to focus specifically on what type of outcome they will realize when they solve their problem with your solution. What does that look like for them? If they implement your solution, how does this how does this materialize positively for them? Will they experience new productivity, a new capability, a new way to make money, a new way to achieve things more efficiently and effectively? Like there's some desired outcome when they apply the solution to their problem. And you're going to use that outcome as kind of like the North Star for your curriculum. Your curriculum is helping them achieve that outcome by by teaching them. 
And in order to do that, you have to give them some objectives to meet along the way. In order to achieve this outcome, you must learn X, Y, and Z. You must do one, two, and three. You must uh, be capable of A, B, and C. You have these objectives, these, these steps or these pieces of information that are required for them to achieve an outcome. So the outcomes of a course may be generic or they may be very specific, but they must always be valuable to the learner, to quote myself in the book, which is kind of an odd thing to do, but whatever. <laughs> so for example, in the book, I say that you have a desired outcome um, for the learner. Maybe they want to learn how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? So that's the outcome. I want to know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And so they have to perform um, uh some steps to get there. Or it could be that they want to learn how to perform a business case analysis or how to file taxes or something. They, they have some need, some outcome that they want to achieve. And your course is going to teach them how to achieve that outcome um, by them completing objectives. So those things that you must teach them in the course are now your learning objectives, right? You're going to build those things into the course. And you're going to make it the learner's learning objective. They must do this. They must do that. They must do this, right? So upon com uh, completion of the course, what will that student be able to do? That's the outcome. And then the objectives are targets along the way to meeting the goal and producing the outcomes. And isn't that nice, right? Now, when we aggregate all this, the objectives are going to be that series of completed tasks that help the learner achieve the intended outcomes. And in my book, I use an example of painting a cat, right? Which is a little bit of uh, um, sarcasm because uh, I tell a little joke in the book, but I'll save you the joke here and we'll go straight to the <laughs> I'll get straight to the material. So the first objective might be how to select the paints, right? Because you're going to make a, a painting of a cat. You have to understand how to select your paints. Then the second objective may be understand how to select a canvas. Then the third objective may be understand how to select the appropriate paint brushes. All right. And then the fourth objective may be demonstrate how to stage your area for painting. So you can see we're going through this logical steps, one after another, select your paints, select your canvas, select your paint brushes, uh, stage your area for painting. We're just going step by step. And these are things that I want the learner to be able to do. So I have to teach them how to do it. And then in the course, I want them to learn that bit of information, right? Like, the selecting the paints, for example, I'm going to teach them how to select paints, why it's important, what they need to do, everything they need to know, nothing more, nothing less. And then I'm going to have them demonstrate or apply it somehow. So that could be some type of assessment, like a quiz or some type of gamification, some game, um, some type of writing assignment, something you want them to think and apply what they've learned so that you can possibly determine whether they've actually understand how to select paints. If you're going to have that kind of relationship with your students or just give them the opportunity to exercise their new knowledge in a way that makes it more concrete for them, because we can learn all we want, but we have to do to really drive it home. Experience sticks in the brain, right? And so we would create this logical order of things until the learner has completed all the objectives required to achieve the stated outcome. So once we have the outcomes and objectives outlined, then we can start thinking about what we want to include in each lesson. And the key to content is to simplify complex topics into lessons that will drive performance outcomes.
and they will achieve those performance outcomes by completing each of the objectives. And we're going to teach them what they need to know to do that. Nothing more and nothing less. Now, the student is there to learn. They want to learn something very specific. So we're going to strive to eliminate anything that doesn't contribute to their decisions or actions. Anything in addition to their decisions or actions um, could be a distraction, right? It could be something that they just really don't know or, or sorry, they don't need to know. It could be slowing them down. It could confuse them. It could be just too much information. It could be deemed as unnecessary by the learner. And so they start to discount things that you teach them after that. So you need to be really careful about not overburdening them with too much information. But it's also, you know, when we create a course, it's not a demonstration on how much we know. That's not what this is, right? We need them to, to understand how to get to action and how to get results. That's really what we need them to do. So I always ask myself when I create something, can they succeed without this information? And if the answer is no, it goes in the curriculum. If the answer is yes, I set it aside as either an additional resource or I eliminate it from the course. And so the more technical the, the product, right? The more technical the, the focus or topic, the more technical the course, the more important it is not to overwhelm the learner with information that is not critical. You do not want to overload them. If the content is already complex enough, the topic is already complex enough, and you've simplified it as much as you possibly can without taking away from them, then you just have to be aware of the fact that anything that you add on top of that can overwhelm them. Complex topics require a lot of thought, um, a lot of time immersed in the content, and so it needs to be very clean, right? Now, if you dump every bit of topic information that you possibly have onto that unsuspecting learner, particularly information that doesn't directly support one of the learning objectives, you will probably get some pretty spicy feedback. You're going to probably get some negative feedback. And this is a very complex topic that needs to be a simplified solution. And I was hoping to find it in your course, but probably not happening. That's not good, right? The magic is always going to be in presenting the learner with a simple solution. And as the subject matter expert, you are literally the person they're going to for a simplified solution. In fact, simplified solutions are kind of a sign of expertise. A person who's really a subject matter expert knows how to simplify a complex topic. So if you don't know how to do that, or if you're having trouble doing that, then you're, you're actually kind of creating an environment where it may damage the learner's perspective or perception of your expertise. And they're probably not going to refer other people to your course. And I'm only telling you this because I've worked with some really smart people that have spent a whole lot of time developing theory or uh, uh, different models, different ways to do very complex things. And to them, the complexity is kind of like the magic. They love that they've been able to um, analyze every corner of this topic or address every little thing in that world of work. But the learner is not there for that. They should have the opportunity to do that research after the course. But they specifically buy a course to try and achieve some outcome. And that's what they're there for. 
So give them the ability to achieve that outcome in the most simplified way possible. Of course, you want it to be a little entertaining. You want them to be engaged. So there's all these other elements of it, like video versus audio versus text, the length of videos, the length of audio, animations versus all those other things. Like we've got, we've got tons of topics to talk about in the future related to this topic. But for today, I want you to keep it focused specifically on the goals, outcomes, and objectives of the course. That is the bread and butter. That is ultimately what you're aiming for. And you need to take your learner on the most direct and efficient route to learning possible. The volume of information that you can dump will never measure the effectiveness of your course. It will only be measured by your learner's satisfaction. So be sure that they can put into practice what you teach them. And this is the beauty and the curse of being the subject matter expert. Okay, guys, I appreciate your attention. I hope you get something out of this little session here on course objectives, goals, and outcomes. There is a lot to unpack in that 12 or so minutes, but I'm telling you, it's super important to focus on these things when you're first sitting down to develop your curriculum. If you are one of those nonfiction authors I spoke about and you already have your course outlined based off of the table of contents or the outline of your book that I mentioned a few episodes ago, you take that outline or you take that table of contents from your book and you set it down. Now I've given you a new set of lenses to look through, right? A new set of glasses to look through when you're reviewing that curriculum for applicability to a course. You can look at it now and say, well, what outcome am I promising with the course? And do each of these things that was in my table of contents, do they support that? And it should be a very clear yes or no. If you're waffling a little bit, the answer is probably no, right? And, and then you want to go back to that key question I gave you. Can they succeed without that information? The answer is no. Um, they can't succeed without it. It goes in the curriculum. If the answer is yes, they can succeed without it. Set it aside. Okay, guys, check out merinotraining.com if you're interested in learning more about this stuff. I teach it in a couple of different programs, most notably the Build Your Online Course Program or the Monetize Your Book with a Course Program. And um, I know I've mentioned this in the past, but I do have a learning community for the Monetize Your Book of the Course program, and it is fantastic. We talk about book projects, course projects, curriculum development, course technology, selling and marketing courses, all the different things that you could possibly want to talk about related to books or courses is going to be um, discussed in some way, shape, or form in the Monetize Your Book of the Course community. So that is separate from the course. So if you're not down for the course and you just want to join a community, we'd love to see you. I have a subscription for that. And if you are uh, interested in the course, then go ahead and get enrolled and, uh, and we hope to see you there soon. Okay, guys, I will see you in the next episode. Please be safe out there, have some fun, and enjoy creating that curriculum.